Hello everyone, I'm your host Toko and this is my podcast service for that. So today's episode is going to be a book recommendation and I haven't done this in a very long time. So I'm kind of like excited, I'm kind of nervous, I don't even even know what to say, but we're just going to get right into it. And yeah, just get into like the general book and as you guys may know, we're going to be talking about the book of Galatians and as we all know by, by now, I am literally like pose number one stan <laughs> literally like i just love almost i haven't read all of the books that he's written but the ones that i have read chef's kiss like it's just so like it's just so convicting and it's also just so like so much of a learning experience and i just feel like it just really just helps a lot of new believers get on their track especially this book especially like when you're bound by like oh should i observe the old law because and that's why, like, <laughs> this is a bit of a mess of an episode, but, like, oh, should I just should I observe the old law? And it's just, like, why starting there as a new believer? And that's why I think a lot of people really do um, recommend the gospel first, because if you're going to get saved by, you know, get saved to believe in Jesus, you know, I have to know about Jesus and what he actually came to do, rather than, you know, studying the Old Testament or, like, you know, Especially when you start, especially when you start in places like the Torah and in like places like Leviticus, where it's just like oh, defilements and you know all these sacrifices are like not like human, just like you know oh these are the sacrifices you're supposed to bring to so the Lord, a guilt offering, all of those things. It just becomes a little bit more confusing, and I think a lot of believers get really challenged when it comes to Christianity and just really just come to like oh. How come this person is doing that? And, you know, how come, for example, um, I'm going to use um, my favorite girl, Yasmin, for example. Like, I was on her story today, Yasmin Bergato. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. It's Yasmin or Yasmin. I don't know. Yasmin Bergato, favorite girl, favorite, 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 favorite girl. Um, I was on her page today and she was watching um, Twilight. And I also used to like watching Twilight when I was younger. And that was when I was like not really saved but a lot of like new believers and people who are really bound by this legalistic approach about christianity be like oh my gosh that's demonic oh my gosh no what is she doing wolf in sheep's clothing but i just i look at that now after like doing my own research and actually having an experience with the lord especially through my own like struggles and stuff like that that like I said before in previous episodes, we are allowed to do the things of this earth, but we're not supposed to make them an, an idol, number one. And we're supposed to give an account to them. So therefore, if we're going to make an account or give an account to them, we're supposed to give God the glory through what we're enjoying. And that's what I believe Yasmin is doing. And I'm using that example because a lot of us have had these really negative views about Christianity. We have a, we've had these literally, we've had like a lot of, stereotypes thrown at us like oh christians don't do this and even just i feel like it comes from a lot of the media and the media is a good place but it's also such a bad place to pick up a lot of toxic traits about other not toxic traits um toxic stereotypes that just that just really badly sum up a whole group i'm not gonna lie like a whole group of people be it um you know sometimes how people portray asian people in in movies like oh they all come from china it's always just like oh they come from china shanghai it's like oh that's not it like 
there's literally South Asians and um different types of like people different type of different types of like nationalities and I just don't think it should just be confined to like one place and another example would be like even just like how dark-skinned women are perpetuated to be rough aggressive and mean and like man-like in the media and whereas like you know you know people have this like even just like analogies of like oh blonde women being the dumb pretty woman and all those things are just bad stereotypes that just sum up a whole group of, group of people and i feel like christians do fall into that in terms of like oh um kind of just like twisting scripture and like i cannot i cannot like think about i cannot just like think about this and not talk about um dragon ball z and i was watching this really really interesting um youtube video and it was like, it was like this like christian group of people uh led world i'm not really sure what they're called and they're really going to like oh should christians watch anime watch anime and they're going to like things like that and i really get my inspiration from them it's just so like insightful and i really do support like christian organizations really speaking to gen z and answering their questions because if you're not going to get um gen z christian specifically if you're not going to get answers from christian organizations they're going to get answers from the world and basically get stuck into like sin like idolatry and spiritual ties and opening um so many spiritual ties and so, so many spiritual doors to things that would have been avoided if they just consulted the right sources and so I talk about them and talk about the whole twisting scripture and the bad stereotypes thing because they had an episode about Dragon Ball Z and they were reviewing an episode or season or whatever the case is where they portrayed Satan to be the good guy. And it just really just twisted scripture and just made us look like, you know, confused as a religion or as a body of Christ. And another example I can think of is like, I think how people really do make fun of nuns and um, people who um, have nuns act as, oh, smokers and drinkers, swearing and stuff like that. And it just really doesn't respect our faith as a whole. I'm not really going to bunch out into different, like, stems, like, oh, Catholic and all of that. Just people who believe in Christ and God, like, that. I'm talking about that. And it just doesn't make sense. And And that's why I really... That's why I really do this podcast. I want to debunk a lot of things. That's why I do my finster. That's why I just really just try to, as much as possible, to have God shine through me as a person and have God relate to the the people through me and vice versa, people relating to God through me. And that's what I believe Paul is actually getting at here and how people were really trying to, you know, get into the old or people who are newly say the new Christians um in the Galatians here who were born again people were wondering if they could, you know, if they should still um obey the old requirements of the law and, you know, should they have one foot in um living in the spirit or one foot in living in the command the Moses Moses commandments. And I think as a new believer, or at least for me, and what I've seen a lot of new believers go through is that they get so like bound by legalism and bound by the law of Moses. And we're going to get into like what Paul has to say about that. And this book is so, it's just so like insightful and it's just like so, it just breaks that down in the most beautiful way and just builds you up in a more 
healthier way and helps you view your relationship with the Lord more health in a more healthy light. And yeah, let's get into the book rather than going on a whole tangent. Um, so I think the reason why I chose this this um book to review is number one. I read it, and also I think it's very helpful. Like I said for new believers and I think one of the things that really stood out to me was number one how short Paul's greeting was and I think it's just like a thing of his just getting you know greetings and getting straight to the point at, at hand and he really gets into like the nitty-gritties of what's going on and I really want to quote from Galatians 2 20, um, 19 to 21 which says, um, when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. So I died to the law. I, stop, I stopped trying to meet all its requirements so I might live for God. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting the Son of God who, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. You see, I I think quite literally... Along with uh, along with other scriptures I'm gonna be talking about now, he literally tells them through his own experience and through his own life and his own opinion what to do, and it's literally backed up by the story of Jesus. And Jesus didn't come to like, you know, debunk all the laws. He came to fulfill the laws so that we don't have to. So quite literally, Paul is saying here that he died to the law. And is living in Christ and stop trying to meet all the requirements because that would be trying to do what Christ came to do. Which I don't know if that would be blasphemy or I don't know. But like, that's what he's trying to say. So I think through this point, he's trying to say like, so why are you guys trying to do that? If the person that you guys um, hold to high um, honor or high, like a high respect don't doesn't do that so why are you guys trying to do that and i think it's really interesting and really is like insightful and when i read that i was just like wow paul's just like going in here and he's just like really convicting me and he really does talk about the law and throughout the scripture he talks about he talks about like faith and having and being right with god through faith like namely in galatians 3 11 which is titled the law and faith in christ and that's the whole part um of the scripture the whole um, paragraph or piece of the scripture that's the title of it and 11 says it is it is clear that no one can be made right with god by trying to keep the law for the scriptures say it's through faith that the righteous person has life and i just want to take note of what he says when he says for the scriptures say and i don't know from other books if he says says that a lot from the books that I've read, he doesn't really say that a lot. Like say, oh, from the, from the scriptures say, and he uses he uses Jesus's technique of quote, of quoting scripture, like how he did when he was tempted by Satan, when Satan said, oh, the scriptures say this, then Jesus said, but the scriptures say that. He did, he literally come back to the Satan the scriptures, and it's pretty interesting because I think just taking that concept into like what I'm trying to say here, I think he's trying to help Christians get free from the chains of condemnation because literally we could not fulfill the law and it condemned us like he said in in um galatians 2 the um 
19 sorry galatians 2 19 it condemned him because why we're all sinners and so we would we, we would keep messing up and not meeting the full requirements of the law if god didn't decide to send his son jesus christ to die on the cross for our sins and to fulfill all the laws and still die blameless you know what i'm saying and so i think it's a i think come to look come to like think about it and just come to like look back on my own life the devil will use absolutely anything to to tear you down and to make you forget your freedom in christ which is going to make you have a very toxic relationship with the lord and it's going to affect the way you hear him and so like for example in my own life i i had to go through a season of going um understanding my assignment from the lord and he asked me to do something and throughout that entire season because i did not understand um living in the spirits i was so bound by legalism and i let the law condemn me to the point that i thought god was condemning me for not completing completing the assignment in the appropriate quote-unquote time frame because he literally just said do this he didn't really say do it now i was just like stalling by my own will because i was just kind of scared and i thought that the lord was saying you worthless servant casting me away he's banishing me but he was like no i wasn't doing that like i literally have a, I had a full-blown conversation it was just like you just have a really unhealthy view of me and it's not okay but i'm going to help you and learn that and i just cried because the reason why was because i was so I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't understand the law. I read this before I even had had the assignment, but I didn't understand the law and understand what Paul was saying at the time to use in combating that time. And I was very vulnerable to the devil. And imagine if Jesus had had not had the right tools, he not had the right scripture like I did. How was he going to um, fail? Was he actually going to, um, like in the testing time, was he actually going to fall over and let the angels catch him and possibly trigger warning fall to his death was it was that going to happen if he had not quoted the scriptures that he was he quoted and so what i'm trying to say is that let's stop trying to do christ's work and let's actually live in the spirit because the spirit's going to help us he's, he's going to help us fight these things he's going to help us even just fight the whole law in terms of like being bound by it and having to try and try and fulfill the law for ourselves in, a t- in an attempt to be right with God. And I'm speaking all of this in the context of, or in, the, in terms of getting right with God. There's no other way of getting right with God than through the Son and having faith. Because for you to believe in Jesus takes faith. So essentially, kind of the same thing. I hope that's making sense. So why are we trying to denounce our faith in a sense, not just denounce Christ, but denounce our faith that we have in him, that he's paid the price essentially by trying to do what he did already. Like he said, those, like, instead, he, like he said in verse um, 21, if, if keeping the law could make us right with the Lord, with God, sorry, and there was no need for Christ to die. We're basically saying, okay, Jesus, that was cute or whatever for you to die on the cross. But I'm going to handle my own. And just makes it look like it was all for nothing. Four gospels. <laughs> and every single part of the Old Testament. Even now the entire Bible gone to waste. Because we decided to have our own 
selfish ambition. And and like I said, was it yesterday? That's one of the fruits of the of our sinful nature. And this is all in one book. This week, the Lord just literally orchestrated this week. I feel like he just like said, you know what, this is what you're gonna say. It's all gonna come together as one full circle moment. But anyway, moving on. Um what else did he say? What else did he say? Um Yes. Uh he actually goes on to talk about Abraham in chapter four and sorry it's been a while since i read this book <laughs> um anyways yeah it's also about abraham and then the part that i actually want to talk about is freedom in christ the very very last no second last chapter of the book and oh i forgot to actually get into like the overview i just dove right into the deep end Oh, Galatians has five chap five chapters, oh six chapters, and it's pretty short. I feel like if you really want to, you can read this entire book in a day. But like I think I've said this before, I would really go chapter by chapter, especially if you're just starting out, so that you can actually I would recommend the soap method or at least whatever it is that you can do to actually analyze the scripture and actually study it because we're not just reading the, the bible just to read it we're actually reading it to study uh, understand the christ and and honor christ through it and then apply it into our own lives and so that's the way I, that's how i think the soap method really comes into play quite nicely when it when it comes to studying scripture and yeah chapter five actually talks about freedom in christ and and that's the first part. And chapter five has freedom in Christ of the f- and living in the spirit's power. And I don't know if this is a thing. I don't know if this is going to make sense. But it just really reminds me of how Jesus came um, down to earth and then he had to leave. He said it himself, I believe, where he said, I, if I don't leave, I cannot turn my helper down. Something like that. Don't quote me on that. I'm just paraphrasing. And just like how these these two parts of the chapter are written, Freedom in Christ and then living by the Spirit's power. Jesus came to set the captives free. He left. He ascended into the heavens. And then now we're left to live in the Spirit's power because that's God's Spirit. You know what I'm saying? I hope that makes sense. And so um, he talks about the law again in um, chapter 5, verse 4. And he says, For if you're trying to make yourselves right with God by trying to keep the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. Literally, what I was saying earlier about trying to do what Christ came to do because it was through grace, you know, that God came to send his son. And and grace, yeah, grace, I was going to say mercy. Grace that God sent his son and out of love, actually. He sent his son to die on the cross for us. And so that's literally just taking our... Uh, having the gift of salvation right and then say so returning it back and say you know what lord i don't want this keep it imagine if you get if you like third thoughtfully not thoughtfully thoughtfully put in effort into getting a gift for someone the best gift you know they're gonna love it at least you hope so and then you put in everything you you know put in your all your most prized like possession in that gift and then you give it to the person they accept it and they say, yes, I accept the gift. And then later on, they open it and they're like, actually, no, I can make this by myself. Yeah, I can make this by myself. And they return it to you like, no, sorry, I don't like it. 
imagine how you'd feel and i'm using that analogy to just illustrate like what he's talking about here in verse in verse four you've been cut off from christ like and the only other time i would the time that i actually remember of being cut off is when people if um i think moses was actually reading out the commandments and i think it was i might be mistaken leviticus or deuteronomy i think and it's reciting these things and they said oh if you don't do this you'd be cut off from the community of god and it's just so interesting to see that oh the law is saying this can be cut off from the community of christ and if you don't if you attempt to try and um keep um your relationship with the lord right through your own works you'd be cut off from christ it's just so like it's all about jesus the bible is all about jesus literally and yeah i think yeah and then my favorite 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 part is the part living by living by the spirit's power because i think it it really highlights the different fruits that are evident to show like that are just evident like oh if i'm living by my my sinful nature this, this is what i'm going to expect it. this is what I'm, I'm going to be expected to experience and then if i'm living by the spirit's power these are the fruits i'm going to get and that's what is so beautiful because i feel like i think i'm not really sure but i think paul is saying that when you follow your own way of getting saved you get you do get to you do get those you do get the um fruits of this of our sinful nature because we are sinners and that's why jesus came to die on the cross because and to fulfill all the law's requirements because he was not a sinner and the law which is like i think it's spoken about in the torah which is the first five chapters of the bible or first five books of the, cha- of, of the bible not the chapters um talks about um laws that people the israelites had to fulfill after being um freed from egypt and it's a whole like it's a very complex 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 like not really complex it's very it's very long and i just finished reading the torah and i'm on second samuel uh so it's just like all these laws and everything were put in place so that people would actually obey god and stay in good books with him and each time that they weren't they would have to have a sacrifice or an offering to put on the altar of the lord in the tabernacle i'm not really sure if it's in the tabernacle because in the tabernacle you couldn't go in the inner inner rooms otherwise you die literally but the whole concept of getting right with the lord by through acts was very highlighted through that and i think that was just like a very very evident gap because people kept on sinning and we saw we see that um we see that pattern throughout every single major character or person in the old testament they would have so much potential to be so full of god and they have their downfall and i think about that in i I think when i think about that i think about moses david and um gideon because each one of these men had such mighty characters and they had so much they were filled with so much of the of the Lord's spirit, and then they had one like act that led them to sin, and then it was like all over in a sense. Except for David, because his sins were forgiven. 
which is interesting because you know as we know jesus did, did come from the line of david interesting interesting and <clears throat> sorry and so back to what i was saying these laws were put in place and you know as i said christ came to fulfill those laws and then what i said about freedom after being um slaves in is in egypt kind of is parallel to how we are freeing christ and the previous part i was talking about the the first part of chapter five is freedom in christ how we are free from our sin through christ so instead of being freed from egypt which is sin and like hardship and labor and going to go and like fulfill laws we are free from sin slash egypt but now we're just meant to live in the spirit's power and so why would you want to go through like living up to the very extensive requirements that the law um cause us to have or cause us to um participate in or, or observe when we can just live in the spirit's power that doesn't mean like we should just now start cutting out the scriptures and like you know um oh toko said this no i'm just saying like the spirit's power and so the holy spirit is very conscious of the old testament and the laws and everything and sometimes what he's going to instruct you to do and whatever it is it's going to lead you to have the fruits of the holy spirit because everything that we do here on earth has to bear godly fruit and the fruits that i'm thinking about are the fruits that are listed here um the, the holy spirit's fruits love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control everything that we have to do here is going to is going to lead us to bear fruit and so Sometimes the uh, God is going to have the Holy Spirit fill you up with maybe even something else. That was that happened in the Old Testament because obviously why would God, you know, not do things out of context and out of scripture, you know? And there's always something, there's always biblical reasoning as to why God is asking us to do things. And sometimes that that reasoning comes from the Old Testament. And that's why we can that's why I think we cannot count out the Old Testament. And that that reasoning is going to lead us to bear fruit. And so I'm not saying now we have to obey the law's requirements and everything that the law calls us to be, I mean calls us to observe, but we need to lead we need to lead or let the spirit lead our lives and let him let 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 god's will through the spirit be done and not our own and obeying the lord will not become a list of deeds it will just be an act of faith and faith without works is dead essentially that's what i'm trying to say and so it's really this um small portion of scripture um living by the spirit's power in chapter 5 is very comprehensive but it's so loaded it's loaded with a lot and i really pray that you guys really get into like active <laughs> studying in that part because i feel like this is the pinnacle of breaking a lot of chains bounding chains chains that just make us bound and not realize our freedom in christ and that's what i that's, that's my prayer for today that's my request i really want people to experience freedom not be sh not shudder away from the lord's love because maybe 
the law is a little bit overwhelming. The law is... And maybe even just like what I was talking about earlier, people have portrayed Christianity to be, to be like this big book of laws. And if you don't obey it, the law is going to be angry. It's going to cast you down with lightning and thunder and burning sulfur. No. No, that's just not it. That just, you know, I think there's a scripture that even Paul speaks about that. Like, um, people who are in fear, something like that. I'm gonna, let me just remember it properly. I think it is... Um, People who live in fear have not experienced perfect love and they're expecting punishment, um, perfect fear, perfect love without punishment. And it's pretty interesting that he uses that and what he said there because fear is the opposite of love. And if we're living bound and bound, if you're bound, you're in fear, obviously, like imagine being tied up and, you know, obviously you'd be scared, like, oh, what's going to happen to me next time? My limbs are literally together so how am i going to escape whereas if you're free you're gonna appreciate life a little bit better you're gonna love you're not gonna be you're not gonna be fearful and since fear is the opposite of love if you're free you're gonna experience love so whatever it is that you're feeling bound by dear christian oh that sounded so professional <laughs> uh experience god's love really dig deep into this ch- this book and especially this chapter of five and find your answers. Allow the Lord to speak to you through this. And I believe this is going to make you realize your freedom and bless your life. Um, so the last chapter talks about, um, the first part talks about the what we harvest, what we plant. Uh, it says, dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person get back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of christ yeah that's pretty interesting that's so that's so good so nourishing because i feel like one of the things that that paul was really passionate about and i think i believe um i'm a theologian don't come for me um he was really passionate about and why he actually wrote these chapter I mean these books, a lot of the books, um three quarters of the three quarters of the New Testament to different groups of people was because he was really passionate about community and how especially the community of God and how if uh, the community is strong the Christ ambassadors the Christ ambassadors and the body of Christ can function better in sharing the gospel and saving souls. And so I feel like Paul is challenging Christians to, number one, you know, die to your own sin and die to the law, crucify your selfish ambition to the cross. And number two, share that with the, with the Christian, allow other Christians to correct you and reprove you and and um, some, even just... So into your life um, spiritually and f- pour into your cup, spiritually speaking. And that's just how we grow and that's how the, the community is built. And he's even saying that just be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Because, you know, basically if you fall into that same temptation, you'd be a blind man leading the blind. And so you need to armor yourself up, not, even, not trying to lose to... Ephesians 6 verse 10 to 18 or anything but you know (laughs) but yeah and 
in verse 8 he says those who only harvest to satisfy those who only live to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature but those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit and so that's just i feel like ties everything up quite nicely not just what i was talking about just now before reading the scripture but just what i've just what i've been saying this entire long tangent thing (laughs) and let's just and then uh before i get into what i'm about to say he's got like some final advice which says um i have highlighted pieces and verse 12 says those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good for others those that don't want to be persecuted I mean, they don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ can alone save. And so basically he's calling out cowards, <laughs> people who uh, have one foot in the, um, in the law and one foot in Christ. And I know people are saying, why are you talking about circumcision? Basically, circumcision was, I think, an act a lot of Jews would do. And if you didn't get circumcised, I think you were Gentile. It was kind of like a a divide or a... I don't know if it's a racial or cultural divide, but it was kind of like a, a, a huge divide in the, in the land. And so Paul is saying here that um, people who are trying to force you, to, force you to, get, to get circumcised are trying to... are denouncing their, their faith in the law of Christ, not just in the law, and they're putting their faith in doing religious acts and just before we get into that um, I, talk, I can talk a whole lot about religious acts i feel like it's so powerful because if you don't take care of your your view of christ and if you're trying to meet all the law's requirements and then you're trying to like i said in in verse one which talks we spoke about um helping people get around the, get on the right path if you're not actually being yeah, if you're not doing what Christ is actually calling us to do and what Paul is saying here and planning on sowing into someone's life, you're going to be forcing them to do a whole lot of religious acts to help them get right to the Lord, which, which is just empty, really. And it just really creates a cycle of, or a huge epidemic of legalism and religious acts. And religious acts, I believe, is like, doing a whole lot of things to attempt to get right with the lord just like he's like paul has just been saying here and i feel like that can look like oh i go to church so i'm good i'm right with the lord and then you go partying oh um and by the way that's not living for the that's not living the spirit's power because living suggests a lifestyle it means that it's a thing that you do every single day it's a thing that happens on a daily and it's something that you know you have to adapt to and move other things around in your life to allow to function and allow to and move things around in your life to make room for that certain lifestyle and make it look like, you know, I'm living for the Lord now, so you got a shoe. And that looks and that's what living for the Lord looks like. Not a whole bunch of religious of religious acts because some of us can do, oh I go to church, like I said, oh I go to church on Sunday, so I'm good. Meanwhile, you came to church with a hang with a hangover, or next week Monday you're not actually having your cup being filled and having um 
tips on how to live a Christian lifestyle, more just so going to a place, sitting there and carrying on your new lifestyle because as also Paul says, the word is there to teach, correct and rebuke us. So actually we're supposed to learn and actually have things convicting us. And conviction, I believe, is not always supposed to be a huge like thing like where the Lord says move out of the country or move out of state for all the people who are listening from overseas i see you i see you, i notice you um yeah so it's not about that sometimes sometimes conviction can be gentle it can just be like yeah um he said this yesterday so this is the scripture that says that that's wrong so i need you to a b c d it doesn't always have to be a huge thing it doesn't always have to be like a bad thing because sometimes conviction can actually be a good thing and i think an example of that would be I think when, when, um, I feel like it can also be like confirmation that you, that you're on the right track. Like, for example, I, um, had like a really bad season in my life that I just came out of. And I was like, you know what, Lord, how do I know I'm not making a huge mistake? Like, how do I know? Like, I'm, I feel like I'm just going to go back to that type of lifestyle. Let me just go back. And then scripture comes up on my Bible reading that confirms that, you know, you're on the right track. Keep staying on it. Don't even think about going back. Don't turn back. And I think it's in Proverbs 4, verse 27. If I'm not mistaken. Some, somewhere in the 20s, I'm not mistaken. And I'm just like, oh, yes, let me stay on the right track. It doesn't always have to be a huge, like, castaway thing. And I think that, that type of mindset stems from viewing Christianity as a whole big group of people trying to follow huge and huge as in like huge commands as in like impossible things to do and that's what like religious acts looks like it can even look like feeling feeling the need to spend time in the word for the sake of spending time in the word like oh i'd spend two hours in the world in the word otherwise i'm done for sometimes you know even for me personally sometimes i just spend like 45 minutes 30 minutes whereas maybe i've come out of a a season of spending about two hours in the word and then maybe one day it comes to 45 minutes and that's, the Lord is like, yeah, okay, it's time to get ready for the day. I'm just like, oh, some passing is like, oh, I didn't spend enough time with the, with the word, I'm in the word and with the Lord. And the Lord is just like, nah, you're good, girl. Just, you know, continue living for me, live righteously. So that's why it has to be a lifestyle. It's not just a, a portion of your life or a portion of your time dedicated to this. It has to be a lifestyle so that technically spending time with the with the lord and in the word constantly since you're glorifying him since you're having christ shine through you you're making disciples um of many nations through your life and through your lifestyle and so that's why obeying the law it doesn't it doesn't really line up with living in the spirit's power because even in the part of um galatians 5 my bible is close i don't feel like opening up even in the part of Galatians 5, it talks about when you're living by the Spirit's power and you're not under, under, under obligation to the law of Moses. So it's saying that you cannot have one foot in, in one and one foot in the other. It doesn't make sense. So anyway, that's the book. I am famished <laughs> and this week has been draining for me but you know i just wanted to be consistent and get into the into the rhythm of uploading like i've been planning to and i don't want to have one thing here one thing there and one thing here 
and weekly so i want to have a stream of things so thank you guys for listening i love you and the lord loves you and see you guys or not see you guys as you may or may not know christians are being persecuted in other countries on a daily basis so i believe it's up to us christians fellow believers in christ to support them either financially or spiritually so would you please 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 click the link in my bio under persecuted christians support them financially and join me in prayer either five minutes two minutes a day just to pray for them and pray for their strength and their courage to continue worshiping god and to continue following jesus thank you